Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey everybody, welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm your chief lounge lizard, John Breeden, also the chief editor at GameIndustry.com, and I am actually all alone in the lounge today. So it's, it's kind of quiet in here. Actually, the, uh, the uh, gin cat Daisy is with me, although uh, I don't think she's going to be able to contribute too terribly much other than to remind me that it's about lunchtime. Uh, so anyway, uh, what he wanted to do was to celebrate the uh, the games of the year and uh, do a show uh, based on the uh, the winners of the 2015 GameIndustry.com Games of the Year. So if you head on over to uh, GameIndustry.com, you can uh, down in our editorial section you can see the uh, the winners as voted by all of you people. Uh, well, I hope you voted. There were certainly a lot of votes this year. We had more votes this year, I believe, than any other previous year. So, congratulations, guys. There was a there was a lot of voting, um, and I was actually the person I'm I'm sort of able to see behind the curtain just a little bit because I I'm the one that actually looks at all the vote counts and makes sure that uh, everything is working in terms of. Uh, getting getting things counted actually i don't do too much i kind of just push a button and it, it tells me but i can see uh who voted in in the various categories um so you can uh look at the uh the nominees which is also available uh on our site uh but let's go over the uh the winners and uh and i will add a little bit of my thoughts as to uh what happened in each one of the categories um so starting out, uh, the Adventure Game of the Year, uh, which should make Shella happy because uh, Shella uh, reviewed uh, most of these, I believe the entire series, and that is Life is Strange. Uh, Life is Strange was one of those uh, adventure series where there's like five episodes and you go through and it's episodic. Uh, very much like uh, Telltale Games does, although this was done by uh, Don't Nod Entertainment. Um, it was interesting. In fact, uh, this game, uh, Life is Strange, was up against uh, an, another Telltale Games title, Game of Thrones. And I thought for sure, I mean, Game of Thrones is awesome, and the game was really good, uh, but Life is Strange just really seemed to resonate with gamers with their whole... Um, uh, kind of like a teen angst type of type of thing. Uh, I believe uh, if you go and look at some of Shella's features, uh, she uh, had people who were non-gamers play it, and and uh, like young young women who uh, weren't gamers, uh, you know, could could get into the game. Um, it also had a time traveling mechanic, so you know, regular gamers uh, could probably uh, uh, fall into it, and and apparently a really good storyline. Um, it won for Adventure Game of the Year. It also picked up a couple other uh, awards. Um, it won for Best Story, which is impressive. Uh, that's a fairly new category for us uh, to celebrate the, the games that have the best story. Um, so it won for Best Story, which is great, given that uh, the story was kind of the center of the entire uh, thing. <laughs> it would be good that it had a decent story, right? Um, it also won, um, technically, for the having the most memorable character, uh, and that was uh, Chloe uh, from Life is Strange. Um, she was the she has 
uh, blue hair, uh, you know, it's dyed. She's not a Smurf. Um, she was like a kind of a punk rocker. The interesting thing about that game is that the main character's name is Max. And Max was kind of a straight shooter, I guess. Of course, Max is the one that ends up with all the superpowers. Isn't that always the way of things? Um, but Chloe was kind of one of those characters who was kind of maddening, and uh, you kind of liked her at the same time. So, uh, so interesting that, uh, that they won, and they picked up. So they picked up three wins basically, uh, which is really good uh, for for a game. Actually, the only one game picked up more wins, and uh, that was uh, as we move into the role playing game of the year. That was Fallout 4. Uh, obviously, Fallout 4. <laughs> An epic game of epic proportions. Um, I think uh, it had some competition from The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And a lot of people thought that Wild Hunt would end up winning for uh, role-playing game of the year and possibly some other ones. Uh, in fact, going into the game of the year contest, The Witcher 3 was in the lead. It had the most nominations. But it just didn't. Uh, it just wasn't able to uh, complete the deal, if you were. Uh, which, you know, I don't think that says anything really bad about The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. The fact that it was nominated in so many categories just shows that the game was. It, it really was a quality game all around. It just. Um, it well, I mean, it was just up against Fallout Four in a lot of those categories. And really, it would be hard to beat Fallout 4. Uh, there was, uh, and we'll get to this a little bit later, there was one category that Fallout 4 lost in that I was surprised about. But for the most part, uh, you know, beating the, uh, the, the Fallout 4 would have, would have been tough. Um, and in role-playing game of the year, certainly it's a role-playing game. Of course, it's a sci-fi, post-apocalyptic role-playing game, so it's not, you know, there's not orcs and elves and things like you'd normally find. Uh, but I, I love Fallout 4. Uh, I voted for it just because I generally tend to vote for the game that I played the most. So if I played a game for 30 hours and I played another game for 5 hours, I'll generally vote for the one that I played 30 hours on because I have limited amount of time. So obviously I like to play games. So when I have free time and I'm playing a game for that long, that means that me, I like that game best, right? So uh, Fallout 4... Um, of course, it, it blew away everybody else on in terms of number of hours played. I think I'm I I think I'm at a hundred hours at least, and counting because I'm still playing. I just played it yesterday, uh, because of the new um, the new DLCs that are out, uh, Automatron and the uh, Wasteland Workshop. Uh, I just built an awesome awesome fortress out on the beach, out on that uh, island a uh, place which is uh, really cool it's actually looks like a castle it's kind of fun so here I am playing the Sims and when I should be playing Fallout 4 I mean basically Fallout 4's version of the Sims but that was what was so cool about Fallout 4 is you could play it any way you wanted if you wanted to just create the best darn vegetable plot the wasteland has ever seen <laughs> then you could sit there and do that and the game wouldn't mind uh, if you wanted to go out and be an assassin and you wanted to mod weapons and you wanted to kill people and and do all kinds of stuff or you wanted to explore it, it you could do anything you wanted i mean it really took sandbox to the next level uh so that was really interesting so it won for role-playing game of the year uh, it also won for um 
Xbox One Game of the Year. It looks absolutely gorgeous on the Xbox One. Uh, Todd Hargosh uh, reviewed it there, and uh, just just the ability to for the consoles, the next generation consoles, to really render uh, the the world of Fallout 4 is impressive from a hardware point of view. So I'm sure the Xbox One gamers were quite appreciative of being able to uh, to play Fallout 4 in all its glory on the Xbox One. Also on the Xbox platform, it's able to share mods which are created on the PC which is nice. Uh, I, I play Fallout 4 on the PlayStation, and we're not able to do that, and that's kind of sad. But uh, anyway, I'm sure I would have hundreds of mods installed if we were. Um, and then it also won for... Uh, Fallout 4 also won for Best PC Game of the Year, which isn't really that much of a surprise. Uh, it On the PC, of course, you have the advantage, if you have the hardware, of being able to crank the graphics up to insane proportions, uh, which makes it look really cool. And, of course, the modding community are you know top top level uh, modding communities on the PC that's where most of the modders are are found uh, and so obviously a game that celebrates mods is is very attractive so Fallout 4 won those three categories it also um, I, I'll go ahead and give you a spoiler it also won for overall game of the year but we'll get to that at the end of the of the uh, thing um, it's good that it won in those categories or else it would have been tied for with Life is Strange for most wins but it also picked up the big one so uh so that makes fallout for the uh the top game of the year um moving on a family friendly game we had a lot of family friendly games this year which is cool i know a lot of you listeners out there are parents and you like to read and listen to Jin uh to find out what games are appropriate for your kids and there was a bunch of them this year skylanders superchargers what an amazing game with uh, taking the skylanders and uh, putting them in vehicles and 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 being able to to race them and and play collectively uh, we took our uh, skylander superchargers um, figures uh, that were given to us as uh, review uh, units and we took them to a group of kids and they just absolutely loved them they were they were playing them for hours and hours so great game uh, we also had Marvel Puzzle Quest uh, the Book of Unwritten Tales uh, just just a ton of really good family titles this year and we don't see that every year so it's a good year to have uh, to have kids um, but the winner the one that was voted as the best uh, family title of the year was Lego Jurassic World. Uh, really uh, amazing game. I played that one for quite some time myself. Uh, it's suitable for kids of all ages. Uh, the interesting thing about that one is that it... Uh, focuses on all the movies. So you actually, when you start the game up, you... Uh, have a choice of playing the original uh, movies, or you can jump right into Jurassic World, which was the most most newest uh, movie in that series. I'm sure there'll be more <laughs> coming up, uh, but it's it's neat because it's uh it's it's kind of like an open world game, but it's but it's got le- everything's made of Legos, so you can build things up, and it's scary at times. But you know when you get killed or when somebody gets killed, they don't really get killed. They're they're made of Legos, so they just kind of break apart, and uh, oftentimes. You you can build them back together. You know, just got to go find their legs or something. Um, so it's 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 pretty cool. It's it's uh, you know it's 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 a little scary maybe for really really young kids. Um, but the fact that it's Lego is probably cool. I mean, you know, a kid probably is not going to get that scared when a Lego man breaks apart because what do the kids do when they get Legos? They, they, they break them apart. So <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Uh, really good title. Um, you know, the Lego series in general has gone up and down as far as quality of the titles. 
you know, Batman was really good. I think uh, Indiana Jones was really good. The Star Wars games were were okay, but they've had some stumbles too. Um, of the entire series, uh, I think uh, Lego Jurassic World was probably one of the best that's that's out there. So good for them and uh, parents. You know, there's there's a good suggestion for uh, a game that you can play with your kids. I mean, how many times has that come up? Shooter game of the year, we had Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain, which was looked at by uh, Todd Hargosh. He's our, our shooter, our hardcore gamer. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about that title. Todd said it was really good, open world. Um, uh, well, not really an open world, but oh, but there was it was interesting. There were a lot of really challenging missions, and it was kind of they were linked together in a campaign. But then you also had this uh, AI component, and it was just a really good shooter with hybrid elements. I mean, that's a big thing these days, isn't it? Uh, having hybrid elements in your shooter. So um, this one certainly would qualify for that. Uh, so good job. Also, it was kind of a reboot of the series, and uh, it looks like they they did a really good job with it. Uh, puzzle game of the year was Rooms, the Unsolvable Puzzle, was looked at by Greg Crow as a reviewer, uh, and he said that it reminded him of old school games like The Seventh Guest and The Eleventh Hour, and those of you who just got your, uh, just got a little tingly sensation when I mentioned those old games, yeah, that's, that's kind of like what Rooms was. I mean, right from the plot, which is, you know, this abandoned mansion... Uh, that that the, there was a toy maker and he suddenly disappeared and you have to go into the mansion and solve all these puzzles to figure out what's going on. The whole core of that game is a, it's a slide puzzle. Uh, I don't know if you remember the old slide puzzles where they, they used to be like uh, made of wood or something, I guess. Um, and you would you would have like a square grid. The one of the uh, blocks would be pulled out of the grid, so you could slide the you could slide the uh, pieces around to make a puzzle, and they could also get quite mixed up. So it's kind of like that, but of course, um, it uses teleportation and one-way doors, and and when you get the DLC with the basement, it adds telephones that you can call and and warp to another room and ladders and things like that. So it's it's kind of like a super super advanced slide puzzle um very hard to do i actually did a let's play on it uh that you can find here on our gin channel if you want to watch a guy who's not a puzzle gamer try to do a puzzle game uh that's kind of funny <laughs> but uh, i had a good time with it um and uh so yeah check check that out um it's it's kind of a kind of interesting um i enjoyed the game and i'm not a puzzle gamer greg crow is the top puzzle gamer you know here at gin certainly and probably one of the best in the world and he loved it too so there you go wide range good game uh, sports game of the year, uh, no real surprise here uh, other than that the pick was FIFA uh, 16. Um, I think almost every year you guys pick a soccer title or, or uh, a European football, <laughs> football <laughs> title um, because, I, I don't know, you guys just seem to like the soccer games. Um, and the, the only thing that was surprising wasn't the fact that FIFA 16 was picked, but... FIFA 15 was such a kind of a bad year for them. I mean, FIFA 15 was a bit of a stumble, and the people who really like um, you know that series just thought that 15 was a bit of a debacle. Um, so it's nice to see that 16 came back strong uh, with really good gameplay, better AI, better ball control, which of course is important in a soccer game. 
so five of sixteen uh, comes back with a with a bang or a kick as it might be, and wins four sports game of the year. Uh, best strategy game of the year. This was a tough category. I, I can tell you guys, again, looking behind the curtain, this was one that came down to, I mean, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of votes cast, I mean, thousands, really, in this category, if, if you add them all up. And um, the Red Solstice uh, from developer Iron Ward ended up winning uh by I think it, it was really really close. I think I think there might have been ten votes between it and the next uh, the next uh, one down, um, which almost won was Sid Meier's Starships. So I mean you're talking one heck of a of a of a great game. Starships was amazing, and but you know the Red Solstice was able to beat it, and the reason was because I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know why people voted the way they did, but my thoughts are that the Red Solstice uses a lot of really interesting mechanics uh, within the uh, within the shooter genre, like the ability to slow down time up to 90%. To get, so they keep throwing these mobs at you, but they give you the ability to slow down time, almost making it a tactical as opposed to kind of a twitch mechanic. Um, so it was it was cool. It actually made the game more fun for me because you know me get getting kind of old uh i'm not as fast on the trigger as i used to be so being able to slow down time and kind of kind of be able to almost strategically plan who's shooting at what uh i i really like that so that was that was really cool um so congratulations to iron ward and the red solstice man that was that was an impressive win in a tough category um most amazing atmosphere was star wars battlefront uh Battlefront is an interesting game, you know, it, uh, as a game, some people were disappointed with it because of the, the way that the, uh, the gameplay worked. It was, it was almost all multiplayer. There was no real single player, uh, element to it. Um, but anyway, whatever you thought about the core game, my God, it's probably the most beautiful game that's ever come out. Uh, it just it just looked amazing, um, and it had you know it's Star Wars, and it has the Star Wars world behind it, which is amazing, and it has the Star Wars music behind it, which you know is amazing, and just yeah, just looked it looked great. Um, I think in the uh, nomination show, I was telling Billy White uh, that you know they play Star Wars Battlefront on a loop. Um, in the local store here in the Walmart, and you know, people line up just to watch, just to watch the stupid demo run. And that's how that's how beautiful it is. So good job for uh, Battlefront on winning for atmosphere. Uh, for best game soundtrack, we have The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt Three, able to um, to pick up a win uh, in the soundtrack category. Um, so good for them there. Uh, I think the soundtrack was pretty cool. I think the soundtrack was better in some of the DLCs, like Hearts of Stone, um, when you're at the wedding and so forth, and you actually got to do some dancing and things like that. But, you know, overall, good soundtrack. Um, I'm disappointed that The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt didn't win in more categories. But, again, it was nominated in so many categories, and it just uh, it's just a quality game all around, um, not, just for, not just for soundtrack. Uh, so... Definitely check it out if you're looking for a decent role-playing game. And congratulations to uh, to them for uh, for winning, at least winning something. You know, coming away with a, with one victory ain't that bad. <laughs> um, on the Wii U, um, the game of the year was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. 
which, again, if you listen to our nomination show, Billy talked about it, uh, about how him and his wife Aaliyah play it completely differently. kind of sounds almost like a mini Fallout in that I guess she goes, when she gets into a town, she goes and talks to everybody and does all their quests, you know, finds all their missing cats and all that stuff, uh, while as he basically just stays out of town, doesn't care about that, and explores and fights and flies and stuff. So it sounds like a game that you can uh, kind of play any way you want. Um, and what a, what a huge history. That series goes all the way back to the days of the PS1. Um, so really cool to see um, kind of that Japanese RPG uh, being able to uh, continue up into uh, modern day and continuing to improve and continuing to do better um, each time. Uh, really good. Also, uh, it really pushed the Wii U hardware, apparently. I mean, it looked looked great, and it was, you know, an open world. And so congratulations to, uh, to um, the uh, Monolith, uh, which makes that series uh, for keeping, keeping, it, keeping it real, man. All right, uh, here is the one, uh, PlayStation 4 Game of the Year. This is the one that surprised the heck out of me. This was my biggest surprise. Uh, game PlayStation 4 uh, gamers, and I'll just say this, overwhelmingly chose Bloodborne as their choice for Game of the Year. Um, I mean, beat the pants off of Fallout on that platform, which was weird because, you know, obviously we already talked Fallout 4 won for Xbox Game of the Year. It also won for PC Game of the Year. PlayStation gamers were like, nuh-uh, we're going with Bloodborne. Now, Bloodborne uh, obviously was uh, in the Souls universe, uh, so it's it's a really hard game, although Bloodborne is much more action-oriented uh, than the Souls games. Um, it was also exclusive to the PlayStation 4. I reviewed it. And I gave it a very good score, I believe. I'm not sure. I think I gave it four and a half, something like that. It's it's a beautiful world. It's not for me because, again, I'm I'm not well. First off, I suck at it. You know, I'm I'm not that good at it. Uh, uh, the bosses just beat the crap out of me. And you know, when you lose 30, 40 times to a boss, I I, I know that's part of the process of the game, but. Um, you know, it's just, it's not for me, but people loved it. It's, it's really hard. And, and look, the guys that go through and, and can actually win the game or even survive in the game, you know, they wear that as a badge of honor and, you know, my hat's off to them because, you know, I, I wasn't really able to do it, but just a beautiful world, just gritty and dark and, uh, Gothic, just dripping with atmosphere. One of the best looking games ever created uh so just if you like that kind of like sad creepy moonlit night type of world i mean bloodborne's got it in spades uh just 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 amazingly beautiful game exclusive for the playstation 4 which maybe that uh garnered it some votes because there weren't that many playstation 4 exclusives um in 2015 and there weren't that many good playstation exclusives so the, the list was pretty small, so maybe that helped it. Uh, but anyway, Bloodborne is the PlayStation 4 game of the year. So now we come to the top category, which is uh, the overall game of the year. And as I said before, uh, the overall game of the year is Fallout 4, winning its fourth victory here in the game of the year race uh, and picking up the top title. Uh, you know, I said this before, I don't know how Bethesda does it, I don't know what Dark Lord they, uh, they made their pact with, but it seems like every couple years, they come out with a game that simply blows every other game away. I mean, even the previous ones. It started with, uh, it started really with Morrowind, um, you know, and then, 
And then just every year they came out with games that that really changed the game. Uh, you know, so you can start with Morrowind, you can look, and then they go to Fallout 3, and then uh, they go to, um, uh, well, Skyrim is definitely in there, uh, but they're, but they're all just, they're, they're all, just, and then, of course, Fallout New Vegas, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how they do it, but, uh, they just seem to always be able to, uh, to come out with something that's better than anything that was there before them, so they, they're able to, keep doing that year after year uh so um of course oblivion <laughs> oblivion's in there so i guess it kind of goes morrowind oblivion skyrim in the in the in the one side and then you have fallout 3 uh uh fallout new vegas on the on the on the uh, sci-fi side so since fallout 4 was this this year i guess next we're gonna see a um another version of Skyrim in the in the medieval side of things uh, something wherever we're going to go next there but congratulations to them i mean you know Fallout 4 is just an amazing game it's the probably one of the largest games ever created in terms of true open world um unlike uh say Fallout 3 where DC was kind of clustered and there were a lot of doors and things and and to go through pretty much fallout is open world i mean there are obviously buildings and stuff that you can go into but the whole world is much more open as far as you know one continuous level and you know that's really impressive it's um it's really a beautiful a beautiful game and uh, i certainly have spent many 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 hours uh playing it and continue to do so with the dlcs which we should have reviews of uh, starting uh, very soon too, if if not already posted by the time you hear this. All right, well that is the games of the year as chosen by you. So congratulations to everybody that won, and uh, we will uh, be here. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, there's a comment section. Uh, if you're watching this on the YouTube page, you know, let us know what you think about the votes. Uh, or if you're checking us out on GameIndustry.com, there's also a comment section there. Uh, we would love to uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Although, hey, don't blame me. You guys voted. <laughs> These are your choices. Um, although I think uh, in general they're really good ones. All right, everybody. Um, I will see you next time right here at GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. And until next time, hey, I usually say may the best game win, but... Hopefully the best games did. All right. See you all next time. Take care, everyone.